2: Point nine ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on
0: SWX Montana Television. One of my favorite things around here is when we let the guest pick the intro song, and then it's an intro song I haven't heard. What a fun jam! Welcome back, Nuana is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for tuning in, Coulter Nuana is coming to you through the uh, ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, proudly locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Missing in the first hour of the show, Ryan Toutel, former co-host here at ESPN Radio and still a great friend of this show. He swung by to talk all things Grizz football, NFL, and to promote his upcoming uh, celebrity appearance in uh, a golf tournament there at the Missoula Country Club next Wednesday. Keep those texts coming in. Text us your scorecard. You're going to get an opportunity to play in that Missoula Education Foundation golf tournament. All you have to do is text us one of your most recent golf scorecards, eight 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 one zero two nine 1029. Also, we heard from Justin Ute, the special teams coordinator for the Montana State football team. And we heard from Chris Kelly of Montana Special Olympics. All that can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, the MSU Bookstore, and the Advocates. Go now to the Rangus Brothers RV phone line, and welcome in, Kai Stewart. He's one of the top prize fighters in the world right now, an MMA guy, a bare-knuckles boxer, and a guy you don't want to trifle with, but a guy we're happy to have here on the radio airwaves. Kai, what's going on, my man? How you doing?
1: Dude, I'm having a great time. I just got done with my meet-and-greet open workout at the Halftime Sports Bar in Great Falls, Montana. But, uh, you know, it's fight week, getting the weight cut down, and I'm, I'm super happy to be here, man.
0: We love having combat sport athletes on because it's such a fascinating pursuit. In my estimation, as a guy, I mean, my father was a fourth-degree black belt in Taekwondo and a guy who fought semi-professionally for years back in the late '70s and early 1980s. And uh, I think that combat sports, particularly MMA and boxing, they take the the most rare combination of natural athleticism, conditioning, mental toughness, and skill. So tell us about your background. I mean, how did you first get into the ver- variety of different fighting pursuits that you've, that you've been involved in throughout your life?
1: Yeah, well, I started wrestling whenever I was five years old, which is a combat sport. It, it's considered a combat sport, I'd say. And uh, then I graduated, and then I was offered an MMA fight, so I did that for ten fights, and then Bare Knuckle came knocking at the door here in Billings, Montana. And I mean, I'm in Great Falls, but uh, I, would, I still sell tickets down in Billings, and uh, that's what got me into Bare Knuckle. But, like, I, I'm a wrestler at heart. I'm an I'm a MMA fighter, but we're going to we're gonna dabble in this BKFC because I'm about to be a world champion, and I truly believe that.
0: Well, Kai is the number one ranked featherweight in the world in, in bare-knuckles boxing, so uh, very cool for a guy from Montana. We, we're going to get to that in just a minute, but you mentioned your wrestling background. He wrestled there at Great Falls CMR. Uh, that's a lot of times in MMA specifically, but also just in combat sports that's something that people struggle with if they don't have a background in it. But there's also such a mental toughness that's honed from doing wrestling from a young age. How much do you think that part influenced you? I mean, what did you learn during your time as a wrestler at the, yeah. in the youth ranks and in the high school ranks? Yeah.
1: I a huge shout out to North Montana wrestling club. Cause we were, we were young doing really hard grinding workouts, but like uh, the people that were in that club though, are turned out to be great humans, great athletes. So it's like, wrestling definitely has something to do with character and the uh the toughness of your club I think really really reflects that. Um it, to take it a step further because there's wrestlers and then there's like really focused wrestlers. So I wrestling has been the best thing for me both athletically and then as a as a as a person growing up. Uh, I, I have everything to thank wrestling.
0: Kai Stewart joining us here on Nuanas Now. One of the top amateur MMA and bare-knuckle fighters uh, going right now anywhere in the world. And uh, he has a fight coming up this upcoming weekend. Uh, Tell us about the transition from MMA then uh, into this bare-knuckle boxing. Because this is a a fascinating and really rapidly rising sport. Uh, obviously one that takes a lot of courage. So yeah. what, what, what got you into this? I mean, how did you first convince yourself, Hey, I, I, I'm into the whole combat sports thing. What, what makes you cross the line and actually want to take the gloves off?
1: Uh, honestly, I wanted to prove to myself that I'm tough. Cause I mean, I, like I said, I'm a wrestler, I've been a wrestler for 17 years now. And, uh, but I've never been in a street fight. I've never been in a fist fight. I've never felt that. And then I was like, I want to be this MMA fighter but I have no fighting, ex- like, outside of the cage fight experience. So I was like, screw it. Let's do it. So then here we are, three fights. Uh, this is gonna be my third fight, but I'm ranked, and we're one fight away from a world title shot.
0: How does that part work? I mean, how, w- with the climbing of the ladder, it seems like it takes a little bit of strategy. Also, it takes training and success and things like that. But... How, mm-hmm. how do you sort of position yourself? Because you are well-positioned now as a guy that's that's ranked in the world rankings right now. How do you position yourself, though, to find fights and, and get involved in this? I mean, how have you been able to climb the ladder, so to speak, uh, with most of your experience mm-hmm. coming here in Montana?
1: Yeah, well, the good news is is no matter where uh, I fight, the uh, pay-per-view is going to be streamed worldwide. So that that's another thing that helps me get out of Montana. I sell tickets, which makes me more money, which is why I want to um, – uh, stay in Great Falls. I would love to never leave and just fight at the shows here, but I have to grow. Um, but in, in all reality, it's a business. So if you can sell yourself, and I feel like I do a really, really good job of selling myself, um, that that'll help you get into those fights, into the ranked fights. Which then you have to prove you can win in the ranked fights. But uh, once you do that, you're just going to keep you're going to keep climbing, and that's what I've seen.
0: Tell people about this upcoming event, and you got something cooking here in your hometown this weekend in Great Falls, right? Yes, sir.
1: Um, BKFC, it's headlined by Britton Hart. She just had an opponent change. I'm going to have to get that name. Uh, but they that's a women's world title fight. We have Joe Riggs on the car, but then also myself, it's uh, ranked number two is Rusty Crowder. I'm ranked number three. Winner gets the world title shot because the vac- – the, title is vacated at 145 right now so um, winner of this fight goes against Howard Davis for the world title so uh, we definitely like this event is going to be amazing it's going to sell out we sold out April 30th and uh, we're we're on streak to do so again so
0: when you're preparing for a fight like this break it down for us I mean obviously the conditioning element is huge you gotta get yourself mentally right but what is the training process like? I mean, what goes into preparing for one of these fights?
1: The biggest thing is my weight cut. I mean, everybody's different. Some people don't cut as much weight. I personally, I, I start about 168 pounds, 169. And I go down to 146. So I have to do my, uh, a perfect diet. I have to train multiple times a day. But in all reality, the only difference between bare knuckle and other things is I have to condition my hands. Because if you just go into that fight... Um, With no conditioning on your hands, you're going to not like punching, um, is what I've learned in the past. So I I took a big chunk of time to make sure my hands were right. Um, And to do that, we punch sand, we punch wood, we punch water bags. It kind of goes all over the place.
0: Uh, this is one of the most rapidly growing sports uh, in the world. I mean, Kai kind of yeah. Stewart joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, one of the top bare-knuckle boxers in the world. Uh, what, what do you think it is that, that makes it that, though? I mean, how do you think this is sort of caught popularity and becoming more mainstream uh, by the day?
1: Um, well, I, I think it would just end up being the violence and BKSC's marketing strategy. Like they're doing really well because like you said, they're they're a new sport, but they are one of the fastest growing sports in the world. They are for sure the fastest growing, uh, combat sports organization in the world. Uh, but I would just say the violence, like people love violence. People love sports. So why not put them both together? And, uh, I think, I think that's why bare knuckles is going to get it, get its, uh, Get its footing.
0: Well, if people are interested if they want to come check. Yeah, we do have listeners all over the state of Montana. So, uh, if people are interested in come checking it out, give people the details. How do they get involved? How do they come see these fights on Saturday night? Yeah.
1: So first off, um, I do I do have tables available. I have a second row table available, and I have one third row. Table available. The third row is eight hundred dollars. The second row is a thousand dollars. They seat eight people. If not, I have general admission tickets from forty-five dollars, uh, sixty dollars, and seventy-five dollars. If they like, I my social medias are all open. Uh, Kai HB one forty-five on Instagram and Kai Hefty Bag Stewart on Facebook, uh, and we can get you your tickets. If not, tickets will be sold at the door until they run out, which they did last time.
0: Well, if you want to see some entertaining and rapidly growing sport, go to Great Falls this weekend. Or if you're in Great Falls, go check these fights out. should be a fun time. Kai Stewart joining us here uh, on New on Us Now. Man, thanks for coming by. Uh, love hearing all about the the rapid rise of a, a new combat sport that's on the scene. And best of luck in your fight on Saturday. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, I really
1: appreciate it. And uh, I've look forward to I hope you I hope you watch the fight and I look forward to hearing from you. You're
0: going to you're going to love it if you've never watched it before. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. No one is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the new ESPN Montana app. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. And thanks to Kai Stewart for joining us uh, just a couple days away from what is a huge opportunity. Like he mentioned, the winner of this fight that he is embarking on is going to then get a world title shot. Uh, when it comes to bare knuckles uh, boxing, so very cool, very fun, uh, and uh, man, the combat sports are crazy because I know that there's there's an element of vi- the violence that that people don't like or they can't palate, and I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that in our essence, sport is an expression of our primal instincts and a lot of people want to believe that we've out evolved some of our primal nature. And I refuse to believe that I in fact think that if we can embrace our primal nature in certain ways and in positive, healthy and safe ways that could actually find help us find much more happiness and contentment. I've been reading extensively about the art of embracing your inner primal. And, uh, I love combat sports and just because of the same reason I love track and field. Give me your best when your best is needed. Rising to the occasion. You win or you lose and that's it. It's not about a coach. It's not about a bunch of teammates. It has nothing to do with anything but the individual athlete rising to the occasion, embracing the opportunity, and finishing the deal or not. And uh, I, I love the cut and dry nature of it. Uh, I love just the, the tangible and just very baseline instinctual nature of all of it. And so... Uh, we'll continue to talk combat sports around here because I just find it uh, so fun and, and intriguing and uh, something that uh, has been a part of my life with my father's background and stuff for a really long time. So I um, appreciate Kai Stewart for swinging by. We step out of the combat sport world and back into the football world. First of all, uh, we got to tell you, we had a, a great and informative interview uh, earlier this week with uh, one of the docs there at Alpine Physical Therapy. But Alpine Physical Therapy, they're they're going to be offering free baseline concussion testing to youth athletes ages 5 through 18, Tuesday, September 13th. That's next Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Overlook Shelter at Fort Missoula. Baseline testing is a tool used of a concussion is expected in the future. Understanding your young athlete's baseline function can make a difference when suspecting a concussion as well as enabling a return-to-play protocol. Join Alpine Physical Therapy September 13th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Overlook Shelter at Fort Missoula. Uh, for your athlete's baseline test, you can visit alpineptmissoula.com for more information. Tonight, Missoula Big Sky is in action. They are coming off of their first win of the season last year and over uh, this season, excuse me, last week, an overtime win over Billing Skyview in the Magic City a week ago. Andrew Houghton caught up with Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson earlier this week. Joining us now for an early edition of the Garden City Spotlight,
3: Matt Johnson of the Big Sky Eagles. Big Sky coming off a suspenseful, nail-biting overtime win last week over Billings Skyview. They're hosting Kalispell Glacier this week on Thursday, so we're talking to Matt a little bit early this week. Matt, first off, thanks for joining us. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. What a game you guys had last week over in Billings. We were watching it on SWX here in the studio as we were wrapping up the show. You guys were driving down by the goal line, down by a score late. Seemed like you guys were down by Skyview's goal line for, for so long. You had the backup quarterback. It just walk me through what happened at the end of the game last week.
2: Yeah, well, even before we got there, we, we finally got in a rhythm the second half and we were able to drive the ball. Um they really we really did a good job stopping and they were running the triple option, just doing it out of a gun system um we did a good job our kids did a great job with assignment football. We were able to stop, and we just happened to make a couple mistakes early that gave them some easy points on the board and so coming back second half, I challenged all our kids and I challenged them a couple times even even earlier than that about you know rising to the occasion and all that stuff and um at halftime we really challenged them made a couple adjustments came alive we we're able to move the ball we get down to the goal line and we'd either you know we had two big drives we got down there to tie the game up and it was either a penalty or uh one time we had a bad snap so we couldn't really get the, the play run uh, we missed a receiver on a wide open pass so just we had a couple little errors down there and so we finally make another drive we get down there there's on third down, our quarterback scrambles, uh, gets tackled, and he, he ends up having to come out of the game for a play. So we've got to put our backup in, who's a sophomore, and we had given him a lot of reps through the week anyway. And uh, there's six seconds on the clock, fourth down. We need a touchdown to, to go to overtime. And he throws, it, throws a good ball. He underthrew it a little bit, uh, and our receiver made a great adjustment, catches the ball. Uh, we thought we had a good matchup there anyway. So catches the ball, scores. The quarterback, our starter, comes back in to kick the extra point to put us in overtime. And um, from there, it was actually we felt we had the momentum. We, we didn't go for two because we felt we had the momentum. We were, we were pushing pretty good up front, and we were doing a good job stopping them. So we scored in two plays, and we held them out in four plays, and uh, the rest was history.
3: Yeah, but what history it was, what, what was the feeling, what were your emotions after the game?
2: Well, I got to be honest, I still thought it was third. I was still in, like, go mode. I was thinking, man, it's third down. We got to stop one more time. And our kids started to, like, kind of celebrate. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? And one of my coaches goes, coach, I was fourth. They go, oh, yeah, whoops, we got them. Um, so it was pretty exciting. I was excited for our kids. That is a good win. And and show it's proof to them that if they keep fighting and they stay in it and they stay focused, they can get it done in the end. So it was proof for them. Um, it was good game experience. It was pretty green. We're pretty young. Just, just to learn how to overcome certain things at times. So it's really proud of our kids. You know, the other one we had going, you know, and it was for both teams, but I mean, it it was probably 110 on the turf. Um, it, it was hot. You could feel it. Um, and our, didn't really, you know, we tell our kids all the time we can't control that, so um, I thought they did a good job overcoming, not worrying about the heat, not letting it get to them, preparing themselves for it, and and then really being able to finish that game in the manner they did, I, I think is a huge character builder and a big team builder for us.
3: Yeah, and what about your starting quarterback, Drew Martins? Like I said, we were watching the game on SWX here in the studio, and it seemed like he just Was taking the whole team on his back. I know he had a a couple long runs to get you guys down near the goal line a couple times. But what about his performance, having to come off the field for the big, important play, but then being able to come back after that?
2: Well, for sure. You know, um, early in the week, he actually had a high ankle sprain. We we weren't even sure if he was going to be able to play or not. And as the week went, he did a good job treating it and got a little more mobility. And by game time, he's like, Coach, I feel pretty good. Because we weren't really even going to run him much, just because of that. Well, he showed us in pregame; he was he was pretty mobile, felt comfortable. But you know, kind of funny thing. At one point in the second quarter, I was frustrated with him. He fumbled a handoff, and um, so I I sat him the next two plays that we were on offense. I sat him and I said, "Man, that that's not competing. You're better than that. I need you to step up." So I let her. I wanted to get our sophomore kid a couple of reps anyway. So we got him in there and came down in that, in that first series that I sat him. We, we needed to get a fourth down. It's like fourth and four. So we put him in there. I'm like, time to step up. And he threw one of the best balls. It was a simple route, but he threw one of the best balls he's thrown all year to give us that. And I, I felt from that point on, he really engaged mentally in what he needed to do and, and allowed us to expand what we were doing.
3: Yeah. And then the, the sophomore Reese Johnson, did you tell him anything before he had to go out for that big fourth down at the end of the game there? I just said,
2: here we go, Reese. Uh, give him, give him a chance, man. Just give him a chance. Give him a good ball. And we, we've done enough through the week, and It's kind of funny is a, a guy that you really see get too high or too low. I'm sure he was a little nervous, but he never shows it. And, uh, I was watching him when we stopped the ball. He went, he went through his drop progression. Perfect. Stepped into it and, and had a pretty good delivery. So, um, which, which is awesome because if you look across the board, you know, like Drew Martins did a great job in that game, right? Running the ball, throwing it. He had some good balls. I think, uh, I don't know if you have the stats or I think he was like 19 to 26 or something like that. Um, so pretty good percentage. And, but it wasn't just down to him. Colter Ramos made a good catch. Our sophomore quarterback stepped in. Um, Aiden Marceau made a great catch for the first touchdown. Several guys on defense made some big plays at times. So it, early in the year I talked about we were going to be a team by committee, and, and I really saw that and I was really pleased with that whole thing. And I think that falls into it as we talk about that in practice. So when it's your turn, like Reese Johnson, to step in, it's his turn. He's already in that mindset and and in that groove. That, um, hey, I'm the next guy in. I got to do my job. I got to step up. And we so we try to work through that, you know, through practice. And uh, I believe it showed up there in our game.
3: This is big sky head coach Matt Johnson joining us for the Garden City Spotlight. We've talked a lot about the Eagles' exciting 20 to 14 overtime win over Billing Skyview last week. Coach, you got a, a really good team, a team that's been making some waves in AA and Kalispell Glacier coming in to play you guys this week on Thursday. Your initial thoughts about that game?
2: Yeah, I mean, Gl- Glacier's a good team. They're well-coached. They are every year. Um, they they definitely have a ton of talent, both sides of the ball. You know, they're pretty good size, but I think one of their offensive tackles like 6'4", 280, and the other one's like 6'5", 300. So I mean, they got some pretty big kids. Um, they got some good talent, you know. So matchup wise, it, it's a tough matchup. But like I told our kids, there's not one person picking us in this game, and who cares? Doesn't matter. What matters is we go out and we build on what we did last week. We we fight and we uh, we do all the things we do, and at the end of the game, if we can give ourselves a chance, then then that's where we're at, right? We can be successful with that. So. Um, You know, it's a tough matchup, but at the same time, I think our kids have a little bit of confidence now and are getting better at what we're doing.
3: Well, that's right. And at the very least, it shouldn't be quite
2: as hot as last week, right? Oh, that, and that'll be huge. Um, you know, we definitely have a little more depth than years past, which, which definitely helped us in that hot game. But it, it, it's amazing just once it starts cooling off a little bit, um, we, I feel, you know, we'll, we'll see better football, I guess, once you start seeing that, so.
3: Well, there you go. It's Matt Johnson, head coach of the Big Sky Eagles. Eagles coming off a great 20-14 to 14 overtime win over Billing Skyview last week. They've got Kalispell Glacier coming to town on Thursday this week. Matt, thank you so much for the
0: time, and, and good luck this week.
2: Yeah, thank you. Always appreciate it.
0: The first part of the Garden City Spotlight, because Missoula Big Sky plays Kalispell Glacier tonight, thanks to Andrew Houghton. For catching up with Missoula Bixie head coach Matt Johnson, we'll hear from Missoula Hellgate head coach Ryan Nelson and Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver tomorrow. Those two squads they play each other. We also have a really fun high school interview for you tomorrow as well. A guy who's never joined the show before, but I promise you he'll be back because he was awesome, really fun to talk to. Kota Cheetah, he is the new head coach at Gray Falls High. They are off to a two and zero start with a couple impressive wins. And have a big one against Bozeman tomorrow night as well. So we'll hear from Cota Cheetah, his first appearance on Nuanas Now uh, during your Friday show uh, tomorrow. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX uh, Montana Television. How about some business and sports? Justin Engel makes his return here to Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. That people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm, because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. This is Nuwanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Golf scorecards, please. 406-888-1029. That'll get you entered in. For an opportunity to play golf with Ryan Toutel next week at the Missoula Education Foundation Golf Scramble at the Missoula Country Club, 888-1029 will pick the winner on Monday. Also, download the ESPN Montana app. I promise you it'll be a good addition to your life. Well, I'm supposed to be the journalist here. And I'm sitting here now with a uh, in studio forty nine on the University of Montana uh, campus with a recent, uh, at least part of a team that won an Edward Murrow Award a national award for podcasting. And it's an awesome podcast. I actually think it should be like part of the curriculum to live in montana. You oh, should wow. have you should have to listen to this podcast, but Fireline, Justin Engel, uh, the host of this awesome podcast, and uh, in association with NPR, right? Is... That's right, uh, Montana Public Radio, Montana Public and the Radio College of yeah.
4: Business, and uh, I should mention—I mean, for me, it's sort of beginner's luck. I appreciate you mentioning it, but um, <laughs> really, the brains of the operation are my colleagues Nick Mott and Victor Iveas. Yeah. They um, they took this idea I had and made it into something really, really compelling.
0: It's awesome writing, and it's greatly uh, great great delivery. But also, it's just such an important subject and one that. I mean, if you're living right now in Western Montana, you can't breathe. There's a reason, and uh, these guys tell you exactly why. So go check out Fireline. Uh, what else is cooking? Justin Engel joining us here on Nuan is Now ESPN Radio. Uh, what's going on at the business uh, Excuse me, this is the business angle. What's going on at uh, New Angle Podcast?
4: Yeah, we got some episodes in the works that I think might be interesting to some of your listeners. We, I just recorded with uh, Jeff Shapiro. Cool. Uh, adventure athlete. I mean, this guy does the stuff like. Uh, Wingsuit base jumping. Okay. You know, those little yeah. bat suits that they go into parachutes. It's so, all these adventure sports. He's a prolific mountaineer. Um, lived in Montana for many years and recently just moved to Oregon. But we caught up in a two part conversation that'll be coming up in the next month about um, risk, consequence, all those sorts of issues that are surprisingly relevant for somebody like me who doesn't jump off the of cliffs and hopefully to, <laughs> right. to
0: other listeners. Well, very good. A lot to talk about today. Uh, We are jam-packed in a uh, sort of short amount of time here, so we'll get to it as quick as we possibly can. First and uh, foremost, I wanted to ask you not even a sports question, but one just about sort of uh, culture and society in general. Uh, As we record this here on Thursday uh, afternoon, September 8th, the Queen of England, who was the longest ruling monarch ever for the United Kingdom, has passed away. Uh, 96, so an incredibly long run. 70 years. Uh, 70 years as the queen. Unbelievable. The fascination with the British royal family by Americans was among the great fascinations that existed in America for pretty much the entire 20th century, pretty much the entire time that this queen ruled. And uh, it sort of hit a peak with Princess Diana's tragic death And I I know that, you know, like the most recent Royal Wedding was a huge deal and stuff, but it seems like it hasn't, it's lost, I'm not, it hasn't lost its luster, but it's not as big of an obsession. Have you considered why? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I
4: think that uh, a lot of it is just the dilution of the media landscape by celebrities in many ways. I mean, their celebrities are kind of coming to us uh, through so many avenues. There's so many more of them. Just the market share that the royal family could occupy has been diluted. I think you know the, the the Harry and Meghan Markle situation. I don't know the details of it, but I guess they they left the family and sure. some of the controversy there. Um, and I just don't think the characters are as compelling. I sure. mean, the Prince Charles, Lady Diana saga was it was great uh, content (laughs) if you think about it. And so it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if if, if the the family can continue to hold the public's uh, imagination, um, as dramatically as as they had for you know a large
0: part of the last half century. Well, it's sort of interesting because there has been, they the, the storyline of the royal family was sort of like reality TV. Yeah, in many ways. And then it sort of got replaced by I mean we have now now these mini sectors with niches of of you know. Uh, Fabulous people, or whatever, and uh, you know, I don't know. I guess you get to watch Bravo all the time, so you you don't need to see the Queen and the Prince and the Princess because <laughs> you see all these other, you know, wives of the Sunset Strip or whatever these shows are called. So uh, interesting. I I I mean, a sad day, a good run. Um, you know, the 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 evolution of what the monarchy means in the United Kingdom and how it still has. There's still a democratic governing body there too. So uh, there's a symbolism there. I don't know. It's an inter- interesting news brief to be sure. Absolutely.
4: I love how you summed it up a sad day, a good run. Yeah. Right. Like the coach just lost their job. or something. <laughs> Um, so our condolences to the, to the British people. Um, they care about this stuff a great deal. It's as immense cultural and political significance. So yeah, condolences to all involved.
0: A couple other uh, news briefs from the last couple days. Uh, Good news for a now former Grizz. He was actually uh, making his first appearance as a fan on the sidelines. Sammy Kim was a great player and also a great dude, a guy that we got to know well, and a guy that's just a a really good man and uh, represents a lot of what you hope your student-athletes represent. But he found out yesterday he's going pro. He's going to the United States Football League, which is an upstart league, one that we've talked about many times here on A Business Angle, uh, presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, But... Montana State has stolen so much of the news these last several weeks with five guys making active rosters, including four from last year's team, which is the most that I can remember, at least in the last decade or so, and my time covering the Big Sky Conference. So. Uh, does this have an impact? Is this good, just from a marketing and uh, exposure standpoint for the University of Montana? I mean, I th- I think there's nothing bad about it. Sure. It's great in in the sense that that
4: the coaching staff, the recruiters, the marketers, they can tell stories about players continuing to play past uh, their their eligibility, past graduation, uh, and, and sort of making their dreams dreams become a reality. Certainly, it's it's not the NFL. That's a different level of story time uh, storytelling, but. Um, it's great to see somebody passionate about the game who wants to continue that as a profession have that opportunity. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's unlikely that a player at Montana or even Montana State would make an NFL roster and then be a star on that NFL roster enough to garner a, a significant media attention. Right. And so maybe in this smaller league, more development sort of league, like Sammy will be more prominent player and gain more media attention. So what I'm saying is sometimes it doesn't matter what list you're on, just that you are at the top of the list. So maybe there will be a salience to his career that um, and
0: maybe he'll be more accessible in the the recruiting process. So I, I think it's all upside. A business Angle here on Nuon is Now. Justin Angle joining us here on 1029 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Okay, last news brief, uh, the FCS title game moved now uh, to a Sunday. And so um, this is gets it on national television, on ABC, national TV, which I think is a, an objective win. But it's also on a Sunday during the middle of the NFL, I guess the end of the NFL regular season. So you're going to be battling with uh, NFL viewers as well. I don't know, I guess, what's the give and take here? Because uh, obviously a potential for a broader audience on network TV, but a higher level of competition as well. I guess I'd frame it as a gamble. Yeah.
4: You know, it is a gamble. You could be betting the upside side of that bet is that it's an incon. It's up against inconsequential NFL games with teams that have already locked up their playoff position, and you know, maybe the games don't count. They're benching their starters, whatever. Yeah. And so, if those games don't really matter yeah, I'm going to flip over to a, a high stakes college game that I've never really heard about that's all of a sudden put in front of me. So there's that accidental viewer effect if the other games are just uninteresting. Um, but then again, if if they're up against like some some high consequence games that affect seating or whether you're in or out of the playoffs, and those are often the
0: case as well, that could be really tough. In the very near future, and this is actually uh, the current present, as I can tell, uh, they're there's now content production sports writing machines that are associated with the biggest sports betting books. Sure. So they're writing content to try to get you to be interested in the content. It hasn't trickled down to the FCS level yet, but I can't imagine that it won't. I mean, I bet MGM and DraftKings with sports writers writing content to get you interested in betting on it. That's going to be the biggest give and take with any conversation we have like this moving forward. Even if you are playing a bunch of backups, how many Gambling sharks are watching the games anyways because they got money. But on the other hand, how do you get people to watch this and get them to bet on it? It's a, it's a reality that I've chosen to just accept. I I don't know if I my former self used to love it, but at this point, there's no changing it. So you might as well just try to figure out some sort of positives in it. But I do think the gambling element of this moving forward will definitely have an impact on viewership as well.
4: Absolutely, and if there's a way a mechanism for people to care more about the game and that's not uh, permeating into how the game is played, then that seems
0: great. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Justin Angle, a business angle here on, uh, on is Now, presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, I was thinking to myself as I was at the Grizz game on Saturday, a great turnout as there almost always is at yeah. Washington Grizzly Stadium. Uh, it was fun to have the Grizz open at home. It's fun to have three September games. I know the smoke is kind of a damper, but other than that, the weather's going to be nice. Everybody's wearing shorts and tank tops. Yeah. You know, I thought everybody did a pretty good job of staying hydrated. I was really worried uh, about that uh, coming into the game. But I wanted to ask you this about the way you can open a season from then garnering exposure from you know just a university perspective. Because last year, I don't know if Montana will ever top what they did to open their season they right. went to seattle and they beat the washington huskies who was ranked number 20 in all of college football and so what's the give and take there i mean i sold out stadium on the first weekend of the year school's back in session all objective wins for montana but uh, it's not on sports center like it was a year ago
4: yeah absolutely i mean i think w- w- the way to or a way to think about this is the washington game had a national effect right yeah, so as far sure. as national brand building it, 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 that was the focal point um This game, this last weekend, had a powerful local branding effect, and I think too, like it feels more like we're out of COVID at this point versus this time last year, and to have that sort of celebration with Pac Stadium, all the people coming back into town, the tailgates, the businesses sort of thriving, the 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 sort of you know economic impact of that at a local level is is a big deal as well, And, and and I think too, like. You know, as you all know, like I'm a cheerleader for this institution, and I think we are turning a corner as far as it goes that way. Yeah. And I think events like that on a beautiful day with a full stadium just sort of capture the cultural um, kind of rejuvenation that we're experiencing here at the University of Montana. So I think that from that standpoint is really positive.
0: Well, it's also so just so interesting to me because you were one person that brought this to my attention when we first started this segment a long time ago about football teams being on brand for where they're from. Yeah. And uh, like him or hate him, uh, you know, don't like the way he acts with the media or whatever. Bobby Houck is very on brand uh, to a lot of Montanans. And his football team, though, is exactly what I think that most of the people that follow the Grizz expect and like. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And that's, I mean, that's why people buy into these brands and stay loyal to the brands is that they... Produce a product that meets your expectations. In many ways, that's the purpose of a brand is to set expectations in the customer's mind, to tell a story. And then the product absolutely has to meet that story. So, yeah, let's hope they can continue.
0: I also think, you know, you don't want to give too much credit, but I also think that Bobby Houck is so good at the calculated moves he makes within games. To, to sort of orchestrate these big moments. Sure. It's not a coincidence that a kid from Missoula blocked a punt and another kid from Missoula picked up that punt and ran it into the end zone. I mean, you, you can hope and pray that that's what's going to happen, but Bobby Houck knows how to make it happen, a- sure. and that's what sends the stadium into bedlam. And then the other team just has no chance.
4: Yeah, I mean you're the expert on the X's and O's. I, I don't know <laughs> how you draw that up, but if he if he has the sort of ability to draw up something that specific, great. Let's uh,
0: let's keep it going. Justin Engel here on Nuance Now, a business angle. One last thing for you, Justin: a uh, another record-setting coaching contract. We've talked about player contracts, yeah. and if they are just exponential, especially when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. But Dabo Swinney, he signs a 10-year, $115 million contract with Clemson today. Well-deserved. I mean, Clemson was uh, you know, not even in the picture, really, until he got there, and they've won multiple national championships, played for national championships. But uh, I guess my question for you is, for what college football at the highest level has become and the amount of revenue that it's producing... Is eleven point five million dollars too much or too little? There's some people that can argue that maybe he's underpaid, even or that, or even that these guys in general, with the amount of money they bring into institutions, that it's beyond fair what they make.
4: Yeah, this is a tough one. Yes. I, mean, I think you can make compelling arguments on both sides: the economic value of the coach and that the success of that program is way more than 11 million dollars a year for sure so so it is justifiably uh, completely from an economic standpoint and and the 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 risks associated with losing that coach and potentially losing um the value of that the success of that program is also huge you know and those those effects have it's not just like big media contracts and other things like that there's all kinds of spillover effects i mean the university of alabama I don't know the numbers here, but I think their enrollment has essentially tripled or quadrupled during Nick Saban's tenure there. Right. And and the amount of value that brings to a university, to the community, and all of that, assuming you want that kind of growth and all the economic benefits with it, are are super compelling. Now, on the other side of it is, you know, do we want to pay do want these people to be the highest paid state employees in a lot of instances right. you know out pay, you know pay being paid more than the governor more than the president of the university you know that they that that sort of dynamic creates power power situations and imbalances that um, create real management challenges for leaders.
0: Uh, It would be impossible to argue if these were considered private businesses and or corporations. And Dabo Swinney and Nick Saban were the CEOs of said businesses. And you're bringing in $200 million in revenue that 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 man should be paid $10 million. It it does just get hairy when some of the money comes from taxpayer dollars. And these are supposed to be state employees. I mean, you yourself, a professor at a university, you have the same, uh, I guess, payroll as as someone, you know, it it is. I guess if there was a rebrand, it would be almost inarguable, but it is a little bit different situation in this case.
4: Yeah. And I think that to the extent that the the university leadership can continue to run the university the way it wants to run the university uh, and and prioritize its mission, its educational mission without compromise, um, then that, then, then it can work. Right, then the amount you pay a coach is maybe less relevant. But if, by virtue of paying that coach, um, or the power that that coach has accumulated, such that he or she can earn that kind of salary or demand that kind of salary, that puts a leader at risk. So it it has to be. I mean, it's been argued. I think it is Armin Katayan argued this in one of his books about college football. Uh, that the, the,
0: the system. Yeah,
4: the, yeah, exactly. The single most important decision a university president makes at that level is the football coach higher, and that's kind of bizarre to think about when you're operating a university the single most important decision you make is the football coach um i can't argue with the premise i mean For i think sure. it's a powerful premise but it, it is it is a reflection of this sort of culture we live in
0: 100 percent. i think so much of it's regional so much of it's the school you're at as well i mean I, you could argue a, a million different ways about how the single most important decision at Stanford has nothing to do with the football yeah. coach, or Cal, or Washington. Out, out West, it's not the most single most important, even at a place like Montana, which is a great football school, but also has other things that it's known for, whereas... It's still a big decision it's, here, it's, though. It's, it's a big decision, for sure. 99% of people around this country don't know a single thing about Clemson besides that they have a sweet football team and a sweet football coach. Yeah, yeah. So that it, it does make it important. It's, it's welcome, road. Matt. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio A Business Angle, presented by Blackfoot Communications. Usually we do this on Tuesdays, but we were all jammed up this week because of the uh, Labor Day holiday, so we'll uh, get back to Tuesdays, but you're listening to this on a Thursday. Uh, Justin Angle here joining us, University of Montana, business professor from Studio 49. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Football season is here. Excited to keep it rolling. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have I think that the only time I've ever been at a concert where I thought I was actually going to almost die from excitement was when Pearl Jam played that song at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And I was standing there with six of uh, my childhood best friends, not high school or college, but guys that I've been friends with since I was seven years old. Probably the only six guys that left that I even know since then it was an emotionally overwhelming experience. It was so cool. I was like, man, we are here right now, and Pearl Jam is too, in the Garden City. That's why music's so awesome. Welcome back to On Now, ESPN Radio. We only have a few seconds to yap at you here. Appreciate you for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Missed anything in the show today. Jam-packed show. Thanks to all of our awesome guests for joining us. Ryan Tuttle, former co-host of this show. Swung on by to talk Grizz football, uh, the NFL, and to promote uh, the golf tournament that he will be playing on behalf of ESPN Radio in from the Missoula Educators Foundation. Keep those golf scorecards coming in. 406-888-1029. That's your entry. We'll pick some winners. You'll get to play in a golf tournament next Wednesday with uh, with old Gus uh, there at the Missoula Country Club. We also heard from Chris Kelly from Montana Special Olympics. They are in dire need of coaches, so if you can volunteer, please do. Justin Udy, wide receivers coach, special teams coordinator at Montana State, joined us. We also heard from Kai Stewart, one of the rising stars in bare-knuckle fighting, uh, number three-ranked bare-knuckles fighter uh, in the world right now, the featherweight division. And he's got a fight coming up there in Great Falls uh, this weekend on Saturday. Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky head coach, joined us. His team plays Kalispell Glacier tonight. Now, we're from Justin Angle, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. Tomorrow, another jam packed lineup Ryan Nelson, Missoula Hellgate, Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel, Coda Cheetah, Great Falls High, Bobby Halk, the Montana Grizzlies, Carolyn, the does of Know Sports, and much more. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.